This is Lifecast bringing to you the G220 effect. I am Steve. And I am Denai. Welcome to our podcast. We're excited. Yes, we are excited. What, what are we excited about? We're excited to share the word of God. The word <laughs> of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. And no, I'm just Hallelujah. I'm just joking. <laughs> but we're here to give you the word of God. And we are on this topic that we've been on. This is the third time that we're on this topic. The topic is the importance of the word of God. And we've been dealing in Timothy, the third chapter, which has got juicy. Yeah, we, it's gotten really good, and we we couldn't just finish it all at once. So if you have your Bible today, let's go back to where we left off last time. So take your Bible if you're at home, open it up, get used to touching these awesome pages that are blessed. Hallelujah. If you are driving, don't worry, we'll share the word with you. So just listen and concentrate on driving, and maybe you'll get excited a little bit. And so when we left off in the word, we left off at the 15th verse. And the 15th verse was read as, And that from a child hast thou known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Can we just talk about that wise thing? Yeah, that wise. I want to know wisdom. I want some wisdom. Cause, Come on. Because we hit it. We hit it last time. And man, I felt that thing. <laughs> you felt because that thing? What, what did you feel it at? I felt, I felt it in, in my bowels. You hear me? <laughs> in her bowels. <laughs> What? In case you didn't know, the Bible talks about the bowels being that deep part of you, that inner man, right? Yeah. So I felt that really deep in there. But let's go to Proverbs 1 and just and just see the importance of wisdom because wisdom, we need it, man. We need it. So let's go to Proverbs. Let's go to the first chapter. I believe we can get some good stuff from there. Yeah. We're just going to read a few. We're not going to go too deep in it. So the Proverbs of Solomon the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, equity, to give subtlety. (laughs) Say that word again. Say that again. Subtlety. (laughs) (laughs) To the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise in their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord. Here's the good, the good part that we talked about. The nail right here. Yeah, All this right, is go. it. Let's dig it in deep. So it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Who despises wisdom and instruction? Fools. The fools. Let me say it again. Fools. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to be foolish for sure. I, I don't think I want to be foolish. I want to be wise, you know? So, so, and then let's just go down. Hold on. I'm, I'm going down because we got to go, go nail it down. You're trying to hit this wisdom. I'm trying on the to nail hit the wisdom on the nail. <laughs> so 23 says, turn, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. So he, it keeps, it keeps going in there. And it says, my son, if thou will receive my words and hide my commandments um, with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. And then it says, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her silver and searchest for her as of hid treasure. Now we're in Uh, chapter two, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God for the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. 
So so it talks more and more it talks about wisdom being the principal thing. It should be the thing that we search for. So here Paul is saying to Timothy as as Steve just read that and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. So get that wise unto salvation. So you get to know what salvation is from the Holy Scriptures. It tells you about what salvation is in the Holy Scriptures and what it is in salvation. You got to know Christ, man. These Holy Scriptures, we saw it in Genesis, man. It started out real good, didn't it? And then stuff happened. And then we needed a savior because we were not headed for anything good. And the only thing that could be that, that good perfect sacrifice was Jesus Christ. And now you got the word. Now you got the Holy Scriptures. Now these things is making you wise unto Jesus Christ, unto salvation. Yes, because when you get saved, then it talks about you having eternity and knowing that things are going to change. Times are going to change. Traditions will change. Even the things that are popular in secular world will change. But you know what? Jesus himself, we saw him in Revelation 19.13. His name is called the Word. And yes. we read in Psalm, we read in First Peter, and it's talked about how his Word endureth forever. What's that word forever? Not Define forever. Forever? Forever, ever. Forever? <laughs> we do not own rights to that song. <laughs> Excuse us. <laughs> But yes, we're just having a little joy in the Lord. Praise God. But yeah. it says here, so let's continue on because now we're getting into the good stuff. So Steve reads the good verse stuff, 16. the good stuff, the good stuff. So verse 16 reads as all scripture is given by inspiration of God and profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in what? Righteousness. Not instruction in Steve, not instruction in Bob Vila. Not instruction, excuse me, Bob, but not instruction to anybody else, but instruction in righteousness. So what is righteousness? Right standing, right living, just the word right. Just take right and just define right. What's right? What, what, what can I do that's right? You know, and when you find what's right, you got to know who's right. And usually knowing who's right is knowing God Hallelujah. and knowing Jesus, knowing the word. And knowing that I'm Galatians 2.20. <laughs> knowing that I'm in the one who is right. Oh, hallelujah. There's freedom. I don't have to walk around trying to be perfect because he's perfect. So I just draw unto him and say, hey, Lord, what do I do in this situation? How do I live in this situation? And he instructs me through his word. And I, I mean, I have it now deep in my heart and I continue to seek it and hide it in my heart because I want it to be what always comes out. For those, so this is for those who say, God, why is God so angry with us? Why is God so mean? This is what the word says. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So it's an inspiring word that God, it's an inspiring love letter that God wrote to us to say, hey, I love you. God is not mad at you. If you need to hear this, whoever is out there, God is not mad at you. I don't care what anybody has told you. You read this word from start to end. It talks about his love for you. And I always say, if you don't understand, ask the Holy Spirit to help you to see these scriptures, to help you to know the truth, because the truth is he loves you just where you are. And then it says the word it's profitable for doctrine. So it's profitable for teaching. So it's it's good for teaching. It's good for teaching and to live off this teaching and for reproof. So if I need to go through something and look over something. 
there it is. I just reproved it. There it is. Let's talk, let's talk about that doctrine part because we just had this conversation about how people sometimes take one part of the word of God and then it just becomes, they live off of that. They are soldiers in the army of God and they live right there. <laughs> and it's this old saying that you got to eat the whole roll or eat the cake anime. No, 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 no. We'll eat the whole <laughs> roll, you know. You got to eat the whole roll. And so you can't just have one without the other, so. Yes, you got to have the full word, not just taking one part. And I truly believe that Jesus is love. God is love. And to me, that's the greatest doctrine ever. Love, his love towards us, which makes you want to do right, which makes you walk in and in, in, in want to change your ways and say, Lord, there's better for me. That's what his word does to you. Not just taking one thing and I'm stuck there. No, imagine putting God in a box. No way. Oh, man. He can't be put in a box. He created everything. Hey, man. <laughs> you, you tried to put God in the box then. I mean, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> so for reproof, what is reproof? Reproof is like, you know, I may need to go check up and see where I'm. I might need to go to the doctor for a checkup. So I know that I'm good. Well, here I am. I still want to go to the doctor and make sure I'm good. And so this is what you do with the word. You go when you get to a point where... It, I do it all the time. It's scriptures that I've read over and over again, but then I come back and read it again and I see something different. So it helps me in the area like, okay, I was looking for this. Oh, I got this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And now I feel good about it because now I know the whole meaning of the scripture now, not just part of it. Now I know the whole thing. And sometimes, so reproof, I would say, is just to prove it again. And then it's given for correction. Ooh. So, you know, uh, I think I'm right. So, I mean, I don't need no help. So, how am I going to be corrected if I'm right? No. That sounds like pride. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so, the, the scripture is needed for that. It's needed for pride, you know, for recorrection, for correction over something that I feel like I'm good at. And so, sometimes the scripture, it, it, it speaks volumes to God saying, I chasten who I love. Can so, I just say this? The only perfect person that walked this earth, who was he? Jesus. <laughs> That's it. That should help. Jesus. That should help to humble us a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Just by knowing that he's the only perfect one. But you know what? We can walk in perfection when we're in him. Yeah, we can. We can walk in perfection when we're in him and we hold dear to his word and walk in this word. But yes, we need correction because God corrects those he loves, right? Yeah, they say he's chasing who he loves. So, I mean, I, I love that scripture because think about it. Your parent, if they didn't love your parent, let me get that right. That P is popping, right? If that, that parent, if they don't correct you, that 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 where's the love at? And then as you grow older, you begin to understand what love is, and you're like, wow, they should have told me I was wrong. And you continuing doing wrong. Think about how many people who who committed a crime or or did many things that are locked up now, wishing somebody would have told them right, and they never did. And so it it, it makes me think that. So the word is for correction. And so it's a reproof and correction. So it comes to prove what already has been proven and it comes correct what needs to be corrected. And so it's, it's handling itself. The word is handling itself, you know? So it's, it's awesome to know that those two things come hand in hand. Reproof, tell me again, and correction. Okay, I didn't know that. Yes. So now, and then it says the next thing is instruction. And righteousness. So now it's come to give you instructing on doing what's right. 
That is awesome. That's awesome. And it's funny that we we started out in Proverbs because that's where you get a lot of those nuggets on, on, on correction, on reproof, because there's so many scriptures in there that remind us that, hey, if you go this route, this is what's going to happen. Whereas if you do this things this way, this is what will happen. So let me help you to get to a place where you see how this actually works better for you. And that's what the word of God says. One of the, I mean, just to throw it out there, one of the uh, Proverbs we see in Proverbs is, is that if you, if you don't work and if you are lazy, you don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. that simple, right? And 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 we know that there are probably people who struggle with laziness and different forms of laziness. Some people don't even want to go to work, right? Because it's just laziness. And the Bible is like, hey, 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 if you're lazy, you, you can't expect to eat. So you gotta go out there and work so you can eat. At some point, you gotta put your hand to the plow somewhere. You gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta master the craft that you're looking at you got to be able to, to ain't that something craftsman you got to master the craft that you're doing i mean you got to do something and so god is not calling us to not do something he's calling us to be good at it better at it continue growth right continue growth and so just that in, that instruction in righteousness so he's giving us instructing on how to do what's right and after that, which is the good nugget, verse 17, I love this. Can it's, I just share a quick proverb before we go on? Uh, Another okay. one. I okay. mean, just so we can really get understanding how the word is so awesome. So Proverbs 13, verse 11, I just opened randomly, but it says, Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desires cometh, it is a tree of life. That's verse 12. Like all these things are reminding us of what's better. Hey, look, if you have hope for something, go out there. Ask the Lord so that that thing is fulfilled. Because if it's not fulfilled, then your heart becomes sick. And we talked about the heart. Don't let your heart get sick because we know nothing good comes out of that. Yeah. <laughs> and so we go back to that scripture to say that the scriptures are able to, the Holy Scriptures are able to make thee wise. Mm -hmm. You got to think about who wrote Proverbs, Solomon. He was once considered the wisest man in the Bible. And so he wrote the book of Proverbs. And so now knowing and you're reading verse 15, it said these holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. And I like what, that you brought up Solomon because Solomon was asked, you can have anything. Like, I mean, at this point, he could have had anything. You can look it up in Kings. But you could have anything. And he says wisdom. And God says, wow, because you didn't ask for riches. You didn't ask for all these. You asked for wisdom? Oh, man, then God just lavished on him, and he made him a man of such great understanding. How yeah. awesome is that? With wisdom I mean, comes understanding, right? Yes. So imagine if I, if he had asked for riches. I mean, those things will wash away. But to know, to have the wisdom, man, if you have wisdom, you can make lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> and your money will stay forever for a long, long time, and it will bless <laughs> many people and continue to be a blessing because you have wisdom. So... Anyway, getting excited about wisdom. We should do yeah, a podcast yeah. on wisdom. Yeah, <laughs> podcast on wisdom. Look at look forward to that later. Amen. But yeah, so we're back at verse seventeen. Oh, for instruction in righteousness, we forgot that part. So for reproof, for correction, and instruction on righteousness. And I love the example that you gave when we were doing our study, and you talked about how the Bible can help us to 
to do marriage, to raise family, yeah, to be successful in your business. You know, it gives us all of this. So you, we know that the word academia comes from the Greek letters and all that stuff, right? Academia. But I always, always said that when you read the Bible, it's the best teacher because that word Bible, basic instruction for leaving earth, it's the best teacher. It teaches us how to do many things and fast life. It teaches us how to work, how to take time to develop a work plan or a schedule. It tells us how to live life. How to walk in integrity. How to walk in integrity. How to walk in peace. How to have money and, and, and not be a hoarder of money. It teaches us all these things. How to be a husband. How to be a dad. How to how love to your wife. Son, how to love my wife. As Christ loves the church. Yeah, it, it, it teaches us every facet in life. and How fathers not to anger their children or cause them to, 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 to walk in the wrong things, but to teach them and train them up in the ways of the Lord. Yeah. This is all scripture. Yeah, all this is scripture. You know, so it, it, man, so you don't want to grab this. You got to want to grab this because, I mean, it's like the best seller. It, it's been the best seller for years. And so, you know, I would say you got to read. You got to read. You got to read. And it's so easy to find these things. Now you can search. You can do a search on your phone. Google on, it. On Google it. And Google, like, what, what does the Bible say about wealth? What does the Bible say about marriage? What does the Bible say about attitude? What does the Bible say about my anger? What is the, you can look at everything. What does the Bible say about suicide? You can look up anything, and the Bible will tell you what it is and what it ain't. Ain't that awesome? That's awesome. And so, I mean, it, it says for reproof. You can also go to a Strong's Concordance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to help you study more. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We are all for whatever is going to make you be in your word, whatever is yeah. going to make you hear God's voice. As long as it's coming from the word of God, listen to it, and your heart would, would be that compass to direct you. And then verse 17. I've been trying to read this verse the last two times I stepped up to the mic, but here it is. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So he's telling you in verse 16, all scripture, all scripture, not just one. So when you say, oh, the Old Testament ain't for me. Oh, the New Testament. Oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, the New Testament ain't for me. Oh, John 1 and 1, I don't believe that. When you start saying that, it's saying it right here. It's, it's covering your base. All scripture is given for instruction and inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and, for, and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So that word perfect right there, that perfect, that the man of God may be obedient. Perfect. May be obedient. Perfect. That the man of God may be obedient. That's the word perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I'm just agreeing with him that yeah. that's what the word is. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And thoroughly furnished. So it's mean tried. It, that thoroughly furnished mean tried. Think about it. Think about it. Furnished. What does that word furnish mean? I think of some furniture. I want some nice furniture, a nice chair. With so it's, it's comfortable. Saying, I'm just joking. What it's saying is, you know, if you go to a, a, a house and they say the house is fully furnished, that means that house is whole. So it say that the man of God may be fully furnished, that he may be whole, that he may be whole unto all good works, that he may know what the good works is. I might that he have knowledge of it. Now he's walking in it because he, he has the knowledge of knowing who he is. So it's nothing missing now. He's good. 
And I also wanted to share this, that you are also a leader of your own life. It's not just about leading other people into what this truth of salvation is or the, the gospel truth, but it's also about it being true to you and leading your life because out of you and what you are flowing out of, and it talks about that in Ephesians, like it talks about starting from you, letting it go outwards. So when you are really walking in this word, you are becoming a leader of your own life. And guess what? That testimony is so powerful. You leading by that example is so powerful. It talks about that too earlier in Timothy, that you walking by that example is so powerful. You being a leader in your life, whether you're a husband at home and you're raising your family in the ways of the Lord, that's leadership. Or you just, you maybe you're single and you're just living a life that is pleasing to God because you're listening to him, you're allowing him to lead your life. That's leadership. So all of this scripture is for you as a leader, starting from you and extending outwards. Yeah. Not just, I'm just, all these good works are for me so I can go and tell somebody else how to live, but it doesn't affect me. It, that's not how it should be. It should be, it starts with me and my life should be a testimony of what this word says. And then now I'm a living witness of this word. Awesome. Ah, I'm fully furnished for this good, all these good works. Awesome. Because I've studied the scripture and I live this life and I know it's true. I think Steve and I can say that the word of God is true. It's true. It is true. We have seen it in our own lives from even childhood. Our grandmother speaking life into us to being young uh, uh, believers who God would speak to us in prophetic dreams and, 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 and through people. And, and we always knew that it was, there was some truth to now being adults that live the word of God and seeing how no matter what is going on around us, we are established on a solid foundation, a sure foundation, which is God's word, not moved by our feelings, not moved by circumstances, not moved by situations, not moved by tradition, not moved by how is everybody else doing life? How's everybody else uh, in the, in this world doing what the world does no but living with what god says about us and who he says we are and you know it's funny because you you we both talked about how our grandmothers was influential for our own lives but you know you had to get to that point when you knew what you knew for yourself and so for those out there who are living off the old and not knowing it for themselves, you got to get this for yourself. You got to get it for yourself. You can't be careless of your own life and say, you know what, I live my life for others. No, you got to live your life for yourself, then others, so that you can be good and you can make them better. You know, so you, you can no longer say, sacrifice me for everybody else. You got to say that Jesus was the sacrifice for me and everybody else, not me for everybody. And you can't live like that. You got to know that Jesus was the sacrificial lamb, brought to the slaughter for us, not you, not you. And that's that, that's that place where we as people, we as people, I know I'm tangent a little bit, but I'm going to stay here. I believe I'm moving in the right direction and God has me. This is that place when people began to, to say, I'm not worthy because they've been trying to sacrifice themselves. And the sacrifice has already been done. Jesus Christ went to the cross, died on Calvary, rose for us just so that we can have life and life more abundantly. Not that we can say, oh, woe is me. I got to do this for them. I got to live this for them. 
No, Jesus already did it. Jesus already did it. So you get better and you get better for them so they can be better. And so that's what I encourage you to do. Whoever's listening now, whoever heard that, get better for you that they can be better. The people you reach and can be better. Amen. Because the Bible, even Jesus said that love your neighbor as you love yourself. When he said that, you know, the greatest commandment is is love. And, and he says that love your neighbor, love the person next to you or someone who's near you as much as you love yourself. So to love yourself, to know that you've been approved by God, as Steve said, study to show thyself approved. What and does that word approve mean? That word approved, approved. It means now that I'm not lacking the knowledge I need. Yes. You know, and I, I just wanted to say that how can two dull blades sharpen one another? It's impossible. Neither one of them are going to get sharp. But if you got one sharp blade and one dull blade, one is going to get sharp and they're going to even out. Amen. So both will end up being sharp. So that's what the word means. Iron sharpens iron. So you can't grow somebody else if you ain't grown. Awesome, man. Yes. So awesome. let's just, we wanted to read into four before we, we come to the end of this podcast. So I'm just going to read it. And we're just going to finish what we set out to do today. So I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring to your attention that part when they say, for a time will come. When they will not endure sound doctrine. And so that that time, if you look at the land these days, that time has come. When people give you the word and it's true, and they don't, they like, ah, oh, whatever, man. You know, I'm just, I'm good. I'm good. Or oh, it goes out one in and out the other. And you can tell when you look at somebody, you can tell from their expressions that they're not really paying attention to it. It's not really making root or it's not really taking root or making effect. And then it said, but after their own lust. So whatever they lusting after, some people lust for fame. Some people lust for money. Some people lust for, for people. Some people lust for friends. Some people, whatever you lust in that, you know, that, that's the issue. That it, It's taking root, and you have to get rid of it because the word says it's for what? Reproof, correction, and all of these good things. And then it says it's for rebuke, for rebuke, and, ex, and, extor, and ex, exhorting with all long-suffering and doctrine. And so... It says they shall heap themselves teachers having itchy ears. I mean, I'm going to give you exactly what you want to hear. I'm not going to give you truth. I'm going to give you exactly what you want to hear because I wanted to keep you coming. Not I'm giving you truth that's going to set you free, but I'm giving you exactly what you want to hear because I need you here. Because if you don't come here, there is no me. And this is the part where you listen, listen, listen to everybody and everything around you. And, and we are in that information era, right, where we have so much information. You can go on YouTube and you can find a video on anything. 
and you're just listening, listening and heaping, heaping, heaping because you have the itchy ear. You just want to hear what you want to hear, right? Until you find what you want to hear. But is it the word of God? Mm -hmm. Have you gone to the word yourself and looked it up and found what the truth is? Because we know that amongst us, there'll be false teachers. Like Steve said, there'll be those that just give you what you want to hear. But this is what we talked about earlier. Having a form of godliness, but lacking the power thereof. There w- there's no power in it. Is, is it transforming your life? How do you measure that up? You measure everything you hear through the word of God. So you have to know this word for yourself. Right, Steve? Yeah, you do. You, you have to know the word. Because if you don't know it for yourself, how are you going to present it? How are you going to present it to someone else if you don't know it yourself? You can't. You can't. That's like me saying, I'm the greatest basketball player alive, but I ain't never touched the ball. So how how can I be the greatest basketball player? How can I do it without actually going through it, actually knowing what I'm talking about? And how how can I not present it? And I also like that it says that, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables and fables are pretty much myths oh yeah let's talk about god that god is just yeah ancient history let's just bring it a little closer fables are traditional values that we've been taught for so long that may not be right that may not be right we've been brought up on certain values that ain't right think about it i always said me coming from a certain type of environment and you can go to every environment it's like that and it's the same they do the same thing. And I'm like, wow, that's traditions. It's not right. Think about it. Like turning the fire hydrant on and playing in a fire hydrant. That is not right. That's going to cost the city a lot of money. But it happens. And this is something that's traditional in the environment I was raised in. I have to share a good fable. My grandma always said, if we don't clean up the house when we go to bed, <laughs> the angels are going to pass by and they won't stop. Granted, she was just joking. But, you know, that's one of the things we're talking about. Cleanliness is next to godliness, you know, yeah. <laughs> certain things that just now bind people. And they and I, I've seen like people who are have obsessions with cleaning, obsessions with and then they become so rooted in that truth that everything has to be perfect and become per- per- perfectionist because they grew up on this truth that they have made. It's not really truth, but it's become a truth because it's been passed on from generation to generation to generation. And just how, like, some people cling to money. And, you know, and God said he gives certain people gifts and talents. He gives us gifts and talents, and money doesn't supersede your gift and talent. But your gift and talent will make you money if you do it right. And so, I mean, we're not aiming for money, but it it just it speaks volumes to yes, know that. God has given all of us gifts and talents. We have something in us that's great, and we will only know that when we go in the Word and we find out who God says we are. So that is where we're going to stop in this, the importance of the word of God. We went through the whole of second Timothy three as an instruction that Paul gave to Timothy to just help encourage him as he was being the next leader of God's people and just being, and we talked about how that means that we have to be leaders in our own lives and leaders in, 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 in just our society, whoever our neighbor is, wherever we are, whatever environment we're in. But it starts with us knowing why the word of God is so important. So we don't get caught up and in, in just living this life and fables and things that are untrue, but walking in truth and really knowing the word for ourselves so that when men are having itchy ears, they just listen to anyone and everyone. 
there's truth and yeah. an ability to say, but the yeah. word of God says this and stand for that word, no matter what persecution comes our way to stand on God's word and see how much it will profit our lives. So that's been it for second Corinthians three. And I know we didn't go through the last two verses, but I can sum them up with just for saying this. It says watch and endure in verse five. And then it says in the last verse, just to paraphrase, it say, make foolproof of your ministry. So it's saying in watching and enduring that you, you're watching and you're seeing what's happening around you and you're just going through it like you should. And then it says, make foolproof. That means I know that I know that I'm what I'm supposed to be doing and where I'm at, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And so I say that if you're not right where you're supposed to be in Jesus, that this is the time where you can just say yes to him. Hallelujah. Say this yes is to the his time. will. Yes to his way. And say, my old self, I let go. And I take on this new self in Christ. So if you have not done that, say this with me. Yes to say yes to Jesus first. And next and say, I give up. And if you can say yes and I give up, then all you say, Lord, save me. And you must, guess what's happening right now? The transition period in your life is happening. You're new. You're new in Christ. So I pray, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this moment in time that you have given us this space, Lord, to say we thank you, we love you. We thank you for the word in Timothy, Lord, for the word speaks to this era, this age, this life, Lord. And just because we know that your word is true, we know that we stand in purpose. We stand in the gap, knowing that this gap is being filled with Jesus Christ, who's the gap filler. And we thank you, Father God, that you are Lord, you are King, you are the one. And Lord, we thank you for those who have listened, Lord, and those who have took their time to hear this podcast, Lord. We just pray, Father God, that you've heard something and it touched your heart and that you would grow from it, Lord. We speak this. We love you. We love the people out there. This has been the G220 Effect presented by LifeCast, and I am Steve. Good night. God bless you guys, and have a blessed day.